0: This episode brought to you by Racism. Did you know that racism is a thing? Did you know that America has a history of oppression of people of color? Did you know that was a thing? Racism. It's everywhere. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk.
1: An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. The actual releases always get priority,
0: but we also review older horror movies, both good and horror Hey! <laughs> Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. Your panel of expert hosts each week are me, Bryce Hanson. Dr. Bryce Hansen to uh-huh. you. I hold a
1: PhD in spookology and across from me sits... I'm Professor David Day. I'm the foremost expert in scare no-nos.
0: Each week on Wednesday, we review a new horror movie. We give priority to new releases, but we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. I just want to clarify, I feel like we should have a segment at the beginning of the show that says um, we explain ourselves to one-star reviews.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. I feel like I feel like we don't get into the show fast enough. I'm constantly feel like people are like, "Just talk about the fucking movie." Right. Um
0: The Forever Purge. We're going to talk about The Forever Purge. We're going to yeah. talk about it. The shitty movie. Oh my god. I can't
1: even hide my hatred for this dumb <laughs> movie. Like I can't even I can't even wait until the part where we where we get to the review and be like, "This movie's Unironically, a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but yeah, before we do that, I just want to explain ourselves to it, a one star review. What happens whenever I get a one star review? I'm like, oh well, they don't. They fundamentally misunderstand something.
1: Oh really? Um, I go, oh, they're right. What is my? Well, life? yeah, that that too, that too.
0: But the recent one star review is like, you guys call yourself yourselves <laughs> experts. Like, you guys, guy's, always, you guys always talk about how hey, you haven't seen this movie or that movie and, like, you get facts wrong. We're being ironic.
1: We're not actually... You can't tell. We don't actually have doctorates the, in spookology. <laughs> yeah, it's not a... You might be surprised to find out that being a professor of Scare No-No's, that's not my actual job. Mm-hmm. I leave that to... To the real professors of scare no no's, I'm just stealing their valor.
0: The real, the real explanation, and this is like, let's explain the joke. Is <laughs> is uh? There's so many podcasts that intro like, ah, oh, we're we're we don't know anything. We're like, we're
1: we're just two horror noobs.
0: Yeah, to where it's to the point where that's not interesting at all. Like what's, what's the point of saying we're just amateurs. So it's more interesting to like, to say that you're the experts, that you're like the actual, you know,
1: yeah. Authority. Here's the thing. I haven't seen a ton of tentpole classic horror movies and you you haven't even
0: seen the Indiana Jones franchise until a couple weeks ago. Look,
1: we're all imperfect people. And if you're going to come up here and tell me that you're a fucking horror uh, you're the like the best. You're like the most knowledgeable horror person ever. Like, good on you. Um, but not everybody is that. And you know what? I- I'll tell you what. If you're the most knowledgeable horror horror movie person out there, wh- where's your podcast, bro?
0: <laughs> yeah, show me. Show me a podcaster that has seen every horror movie. Since, like, the cabinet of Dr. Caligari.
1: Okay, there's enough salt in this episode Mm -hmm. already. We don't need to add
0: Anyways, in short, fuck that guy! Yeah, fuck that guy. So, we're going to be reviewing The Forever Purge. Uh, But before we get into that, um, you know, before we get into the actual episode where people actually want to listen to us, we want to tell you about our great community on Facebook, uh, the Horror Movie Talk group. And you should know that we just... Have the best fans they're so cool out there it's it's just one of the best communities and and honestly, some people find it the podcast through the community yeah and they talk about like how great it is yeah, like just being able to find like a bunch of like-minded non pretentious. Uh, horror fans,
1: yeah, check out that Facebook group. It's a big thing. People love it. Um, b- big news: uh, this coming Saturday, Saturday the tenth, we will be hosting our normal second Saturday watch party. But what's abnormal about this second Saturday watch party is it's going to be on a. New, we're going to host it on a new platform called Stream Lounge, and you can find them on StreamLounge.io. Go make an account on there and then go and make an account. And that's a free account. And that's just to watch our, our mm-hmm. stream, our Netflix, or not Netflix. This is going to be a shutter party. So the other thing you're going to need to do is go on to shutter.com. Use that code HMT at checkout to lock in your 30 free days through your 30-day free trial. So everything's free. And we're what are we going to watch? We're gonna watch um, uh, Psycho Gorman. Psycho Gorman, yes. Uh, we're gonna watch that. And the thing, the cool thing about StreamLounge.io is you're gonna be able to see us, and we're gonna be able to actually add our commentary on top of the movie. Um, and StreamLounge.io has agreed to actually sponsor this event, so mm-hmm. they're going to be uh, they're going to be plugging us. So expect more people even than normal to show up. Yeah, and... This is going to be part of their uh, summer ch- thrills and chills thing.
0: Yeah. Like, the benefit of going to this other platform, it's it's new, it's, you know... It's literally it's a, made for this. Yeah. Um, the benefit is, like, we'll have the recordings afterwards, so you'll be able to, even if you don't come to the live show, which you should. Yeah. You can watch it later,
1: but not only that, they support Netflix, they support Disney Plus, they support. We're going to be on Disney Plus a lot for these watch parties, by the way. So they support Shudder. This is going to be Escape to Witch Mountain, right?
0: Part two. Mm -hmm. Um, You should. Well, there's lots of stuff to check out. The best way to find it is on our website at horrormovietalk.com. But check us out on Twitch.
1: Toss us a line. Get our hold of us by calling 682-253-4468 that gets you through to our voicemail where you can t- where you can, you know, man up and give us your one star review actually on there instead of being a little fucking bitch. Um yeah. or you could call the bodily fluids exchange at 252-228-4628. Just
0: one plug since I mentioned a one star review, please if you have Apple Podcasts and you haven't leave us uh rating. A- You know, a a good review, if you can, to stomp down some of those one-star reviews that we've been getting recently, if you're a fan of the show. If you're not, like, we still love you, but call the voicemail and tell us personally.
1: Yeah, don't be a bitch. Yeah. Because if, you know, anybody gives us a one-star review, you little bitch, you are. (laughs) You know you are.
0: We got a great show. Um, We start out by giving a brief review and our score for the movie, we score on a scale of one to ten. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. And later, we're going to have a special guest, one of our patrons,
1: Elias. Yeah, Elias is going to be coming on, and we're going to be talking to him. He's uh, He has been supporting us quite heftily. Mm-hmm. And part of one of his benefits is he as uh, supporting us for such a high amount. Is he gets to come on the show, plug his business, talk about... You know, shoot the shit with us about horror movies, and uh, and so we're going to be calling, calling Elias here at the end of the show. Yeah. And he's
0: a, he's a blacksmith, yeah. so, so my inner mall ninja is very very exciting. excited to talk to him.
1: Which one of these are we going to ditch? We could ditch ho- oh, the horror segment. We're okay. not going to ditch anything. What are you talking about? Oh, okay. okay.
0: Um, later, we'll be doing Let's Make It Better, a new bit that I made specifically for this movie. Oh, of, how to make this movie better. Yeah. Let's rewrite Mm. the forever purge to make it a better movie.
1: Oh, well I have a big lighter in my pocket. (laughs) Could we just light the script on fire and then throw it in a dumpster?
0: And then later we'll be listening to our voicemail on a segment we call horror movie. Whores. Whores. So we went and saw the forever purge newly released in theaters and it was nuanced and subtle. (laughs) Here's the trailer.
1: The annual purge will conclude in three, two,
2: one. Thank you for your participation.
3: We survived.
2: All
1: police and emergency services have been reinstated. All crime, including murder, is now illegal. Come on, let's get to work.
3: One night only. The rest of the year is peaceful. How's that feel? Is the real purge the forever purge? Hurry up! They're coming! Come on! Follow me! There's nowhere safe to go. No way to get help. Oh my God! We gotta find another way to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs>
4: going to collapse.
3: Mexico was opening its borders for the next six hours. Let's go.
2: We're in this together.
3: late oh
1: man. oh man man i'm getting chills thinking about how much of a boner i have for this great great movie Shh. chills the forever
0: purge can be found in theaters now what can i say about the forever purge that hasn't already been said by its title like the previous movies in the Purge franchise, the government of the United States has set aside each year 12 hours where all its citizens struggle with bulimia. <laughs> no, wait, that's wrong. For 12 hours, all crime is legal, including murder. Um, however, they don't talk about any other crime.
1: This was my, this was an exact note that I wrote down what? in my notebook. I was like, can we get a Purge movie that's just the, the petty crimes unit? Right. PCU. The Purge, P-C-U, the Petty Crimes Unit.
0: Um, In this movie, the citizens can't overcome their urge to purge and continue on their killing spree in a clumsy analogy of Trump's America. It follows a group of recent Mexican immigrants and several of their white employers as they try to escape the murderous hordes of racists. This movie wasn't good. From the other purge movies that I've seen, it feels like the franchise came up with the concept of the film and then proceeded to have absolutely absolutely no creativity after that point. And this film is no exception. Like honestly, like it's it's in very interesting premise, yeah. and there's any number of ways you can go with it, but they only focus on murder.
1: The potential for nuance and interesting ideas in this is vast. Mm -hmm. And uh, and had it been handled by someone, I don't know, intelligent Mm. or uh, or with an eye for um, for subtlety, Mm. uh, maybe like uh, uh, Jordan Peele or, uh, you know, that then this would be a good movie. Probably
0: the forever purge handles social commentary like the family guy handles jokes. It points out (laughs) that racism, xenophobia and classism are things. Yeah.
1: See how clever we are? Mm. It's Yeah, it goes, did you know? It's 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 like some sort of weird, uh, some sort of commercial for... Uh, remember those The More You Know commercials uh-huh. that will come on on Saturday morning? <laughs> That's this movie over and over again. It's like racism. It exists. Like- the More You Know. White people. They're yeah. the worst. I know that. I'm a huge racist against white. I hate them.
0: Yeah, if you compared this to "This Is Your Brain on Drugs," that advertisement, mm-hmm. um, that advertisement was a hundred times more subtle. Oh yeah. Than this movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. This movie just uh, d- and it just doesn't stop.
0: Yeah, it's there were, an
1: hour and forty-five
0: minutes. It's it's insane. Uh, to its credit, I was shocked to see that it was an hour and forty minutes because I didn't necessarily. I felt like I should be more miserable with how bad the movie was and with how long the runtime was. I was, somehow it was like it. It was so numbing and disengaging that I didn't even check the clock.
1: Which was better, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead or this? Oh, that's tough, right? That's
0: that's pretty rough. That's tough. I think I think this one's better. Yeah, Just I think so too. I it think so too. Doesn't try to be. More than it can be.
1: By the way, if you head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash horror movie talk, you can listen to our review of Army of the Dead if you enter our $33 a month tier and you get a bunch of access, you get access to a bunch of other like Cabin in the Woods, Brain Dead. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basket case. Um. Movies we only review and release on Patreon. You
0: know, we're going to talk about that in the mid-roll.
1: Oh, okay. Sorry. Well, then now we don't have to. Um. Let's see.
0: The writing's bad to the point where I wonder if there was ever more than one draft. Mm -mm. Every character is there to deliver lines that state what they're going to do next, just so the audience is prepared. Or what's happening right now. For what the character is going to do next.
1: They're shooting at us. Lots of that. Lots of... Like, as they're shooting. Like, as blaring pistol shots ring through the air, you have some man or woman scream, they're shooting at us. And you're like, God damn yeah. it. I have, I have two examples that just
0: made me... And they were towards the end of the movie. Then I'm just like, this is the best... Like, it, is that line even worth stating? Um, anyways. Uh, the action is probably the only good thing about the movie. There was a big enough budget to have plenty of explosions and shootouts. And you can definitely feel that influence of producer Michael Bay in here. Um, But it doesn't overcome the lack of creativity or writing throughout the entire movie. Uh, Overall, the impression you get from this movie is that it was written by a 17 year old drama student attempting their first draft or their first script inspired by The Handmaid's Tale. They watched... The first episode of *Handmaid's Tale*, and they're like, "I can do better." <laughs> like, l- listen to this edgy horror movie idea about. This
1: is just clumsy. This yeah. movie is clumsy and ham-handed, and s- says, like, attempts to be, um, to be with, to be with it. You know, it's like. Yeah. We can here's something we can all agree on that racism exi- racism exists and that it's bad. Mm. And while that is true, it's also completely non-nuanced and could be handled in interesting ways. Mm. You know, check out get out or us or uh, yeah, check it, out
0: them on Amazon Prime. Check Holy out shit. them.
1: I didn't I'm not a big fan of them, but it handled the concept in a way more interesting way than the forever Purge did. And uh yeah this movie was uh just it felt like bludgeoning you in the face with a sledgehammer of of of, of unnuanced teenager opinions about how things are bad and it's like okay america's bad and it's like okay, okay but and yeah so what it's just bad mexico's better it's like okay that cool idea let's flesh that out no No, and fuck you for asking me to. Like, it did feel like a lot of fuck you for asking me to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the other thing about the movie is that it was
0: originally slated to release in July 2020, which is... would have been slightly more timely. I mean, if you think about it, like... I guess. The, the, like, um, the riot at the Capitol... In January, happen and that it basically is commenting kind of on that mm-hmm. of like, oh, yeah. let's uh take this movement and and like not play by the rules in a movie that's about there's no rules, yeah, for a certain amount of time. So it's a little like putting a hat on a hat, yeah, you know. <laughs> so, uh,
1: what score do you give this piece of shit,
0: yeah. I coming out of the theater I I was being pretty generous and I was going to give it a 4 mm-hmm. out of 10 because it's still a movie I mean it still like has all the moving parts and it didn't it wasn't insulting however much like I'm, I'm talking about how bad and and like non-nuanced and kind of dumb the whole thing is it never made me angry that I was watching it it just made me I just didn't care,
1: but it's also not good enough to be like average. Here's why it should make people mad. It's because it's it's trying to get a bunch of free points by just being on a team. It's trying but but the team that it's on is an important team, which is the idea of like that racism exists and that America has has some problems a uh-huh. lot of problems right. with this but you don't just get points for showing up and being like me too i also agree with this thing <laughs> hashtag me too and and <laughs> that's what it tries to do it tries to get a bunch of free points by ponying on an important topic that is much more nuanced than this movie is capable of handling yeah. And so fuck this stupid movie for just for just conflating something important and then being like so give us give us your money though come watch the purge mm-hmm. and be in and 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 fuck you know you know fuck America right. it's like okay but why
0: <laughs> Yeah give me a little foreplay before we fuck America <laughs> Yeah uh, so yeah i mean this is this is almost like a subgenre In the last year or two of, like, the commentary on political divide. Mm. Like, there was The Hunt. Yeah. There's this movie. End of list. But (laughs) enough of it is, like, okay. Them. we, We get, like, an impacted asshole full of, like, commentary in the media about political divide. Like, there's no need... For a movie about it, especially a movie as poorly written as this one,
1: I think there's plenty of need for a movie about it, but if it's handled well right that's that's my problem with this movie is like it just is ponies on to this this important idea, this important concept f- as a cash grab it's and it's, it's cheap and it's gross, and you shouldn't like you shouldn't reward that
0: well yeah i mean we're and we're talking about Hollywood, so there's not there's not really a lot of nuance and it's not nuance is not necessarily rewarded when it comes to political topics. Mm-hmm. Like I think about, okay, what are movies that were respected and, uh, talked about like this concept kind of, and there's an Academy Award winning movie that I posit is The worst best picture winner of all time, Mm. which is Crash.
1: Oh, yeah, you hate Crash.
0: Crash is... (laughs) I almost wonder if it's written by the same writers as The Forever Purge. It was was as ham-handed and as, like... Dumb. As, like, cartoonish in its portrayal about what racism looks like. And it's literally just like, everyone's like Boss Hog that's <laughs> white. They're like, I say, I say, I say, you a black man.
1: You must be into crime and, and drugs. Did uh, did Crash have pig vomit in it from private parts? Um, who am I thinking? Um, I don't. Paul Giamatti. Um, yeah, Paul Giamatti. Thank you. I don't
0: think so. I don't remember it. But it had like.
1: I'm going to look at this up.
0: Had Don Cheadle, it had um Adrian Brody, I Adrian think Brody, in it.
1: Adrian. Um Dude, I was just I was just watching Predators and I was like I was like, Carrie, it's got Adrian Brody in it. Carrie, it's got Adrian Brody in it. We gotta watch Predators. I watched this for the first time when it came out in theaters. I was there for the first day and she's like, Why do you care about this movie? I was like, Adrian Brody, and she's like, Why do you care about Adrian Brody? And I was like, Internet meme. Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. Anyway, so what's your score for this piece of shit? Um, I landed on a three. Yep. Yep. That's right where I am. It's got enough of a budget uh, and it's got enough explosions and um, uh, it's got enough punching uh, dumb idiot Nazis in the face mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. Um, you know, supposedly uh, that makes it good. Um, so I, I don't think I could necessarily jump jump down to a one just because it is... It's is, not Troll 2. It is cohesive yeah. and coherent in its ham-handed bullshit. Um, but it is full of ham-handed in Right. It,
0: it's, it's kind of like paint by numbers, you know? Yeah. Like, in that, uh, this is a story structure and this is what we're going to do and these are like the major moving parts. And in that sense, it works. So it's not below a three in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I think. Did you know Tony Danza was in Crash? <laughs> oh yeah,
0: I think it was someone's dad. It's like Angela, Samantha,
1: and and Matt Dillon too.
0: Oh yeah, maybe it wasn't Adrian Brody. Maybe it was Matt Dillon who I. Yeah, I don't about. see any Adrian Brody over here. Um, yeah, I conflated those two. Um, talking about conflating, I don't know if that means anything, but. How about you go conflate yourself a shirt at (laughs) (laughs) nightchannels.com? I'm not sure what that word means. Um, But check out our sponsor, nightchannels.com. We've talked about them. I'm wearing a shirt that I bought from them right now. And so is David. Me too. Um, I'm wearing a Talking Heads shirt. uh, The album cover of Remain in the Light. And David is wearing... (laughs) Mayhem. Mayhem.
1: Yeah, uh, I can't. I
0: can't read hard metal writing.
1: Some of my some of my favorite um, shirts over there that I've been thinking about buying: Return of the Living Dead. They got tar or the tar zombie. They got Blue Velvet with uh oh, what's his name in Blue Velvet? Who puts the panties in the mask? And uh, he's he's like the creepiest dude in the entire world. It's got that image of him. It's got Akira with an with the uh, explosion of uh, happening over Tokyo. Sallow. It's got Berserk. It's got every. It's got Hellraiser. Yeah,
0: they got a lot of great shirts, um, especially around the horror genre, but also around metal, uh, alternative music, and the occult. literature, occult. Um, so go check them out. Like the best thing that we can ask you to do, I'm not even going to ask you to buy. I just want you to go look. Yeah. Go to nightchannels.com and browse, and I guarantee, I guarantee that you will find something that you want. And when you do, uh, put that reasonably priced T-shirt or hoodie in your shopping cart. Be sure to use code HMT at checkout so that, number one, they know that you heard about them from us. But also, you get a 13% discount
1: off your order. Huge. Absolutely Huge. Huge. Um, yeah, you could. It, their hoodies, super high quality, and only only thirty two ninety five, yeah. and and thirteen percent off of that is some amount of money less than that, right? And that you could, so you could be wearing a Berserk or Akira hoodie for less than I think probably thirty dollars, right? So please go to
0: nightchannels.com dot com and order your favorite occult and or horror movie merch. And use code HMT at checkout to get that 13% off. The scariest percentage. If you're listening to these commercials and us talk about and beg for money, you should know that you don't have to. You can skip this whole part if you pay us. (laughs) Go to patreon.com slash horror movie talk and...
1: and know that you'll be supporting us. Know that helping. you'll be supporting
0: us. Yeah. And it's like, if you think about how much is that cup of coffee and how much enjoyment do you get? How how long does the enjoyment of your Dutch brothers last? How, Mine is like
1: an hour and a half. How long does that next hit of black tar heroin really last? You? Right, exactly. You know, you're. I mean, you're stumbling for <laughs> nine hours tops. Yeah, you're spending... We've got literally... Hundreds and hundreds of hours so, worth of content for you to enjoy on our Patreon. So next time
0: you steal your mother's TV and hawk it to get cash, throw us, you know, $6.66 so you don't have to listen to these commercials anymore.
1: And so that you can, you know, so you can hail Satan in your own little little special Patreon <laughs> yes. way, you know? You Just know. for you. Yeah. Um, when you're speedballing, think patreon.com slash horror movie talk. If you want a cool
0: T-shirt with our logo on it, which is one of the coolest podcast logos out there, go to our shop at HorrorMovieTalk.com slash shop. And we also have a bunch of stickers there that you can buy. Um,
1: Coasters.
0: Yeah. Uh, magnets. screen magnets. Um, speaking of our logo, check out our resident artist, Dustin Goble. He's a professional artist who fucks hard. Mm. He also takes commissions for artwork from HMT fans. And some of the coolest artwork that I've seen him post is from commissions from our fans. I know Jessica did the Cannibal the Musical uh, commission. Is that right? I, I'm pretty sure that's right. Yes. And that's like just one of the coolest things on his Instagram. Go to his Instagram at dgobel00 that's at d-g-o-e-b-e-l 00 on Instagram and check out his previous work and get a feel of what he can do for you. Tell him HMT sent you. Um, If you want to leave us a voicemail, that number again is 682-253-4468 later in the show we're going to be listening to you. Thanks again for listening. Let's get into Spoilers. Spoilers (laughs) Spoilers.
4: <laughs> I
0: <laughs> I found it hard to find things to talk about this movie because it's just so basic.
1: Yeah, this this movie is a basic bitch.
0: Um, but one of the things I wrote down, um, and I should probably have looked up the actor's name. Fuck them. The main white guy. <laughs> Um, in this movie, you've seen him before. It's like Lucas something.
1: Here, I'll look him up. You keep Josh, Josh Lucas. You keep talking. I'll look him up. Don't worry. I got, you.
0: Oh, Hey, I got it right here. Just a second. It is, it is Josh Lucas. I was right. Oh dang.
1: Look at you. Oh man.
0: Um, how would it, what would it be like to be like a super good looking guy in Hollywood And just always being typecast as the asshole. like
1: Life would be pretty good. (laughs) Life would be pretty fucking good. I'm not going to lie to you.
0: But I mean, it's like one of those things where you got like the super good looking face. And you can either... Like the road forks. Like if you're a super good looking white guy. You either become the leading man in like 20 rom-coms. Or you become... The asshole in, like, a thriller or comedy movie is where you're like, I'm the boyfriend that you gotta beat, and I'm an asshole to everyone, because you know, I'm
1: rich. I think, I think if I were actually given a choice, I think I would choose the asshole route, just because it's more interesting. It's always going to be more interesting and fun to be the bad guy than it is to be the boring, fucking yeah, vanilla I, good guy. No, see, I disagree, like... The the role that I'm talking disagree with my personal preference. The
0: yes, I can. You're wrong, and I'm going to inform you how you're wrong so that you'll change your opinion.
1: That's how it works. (laughs) Okay, Um, boy. It kind of sounds like you chose the bad guy uh, route too. (laughs) See,
0: I know assholes because I am one. Mm. So when I see us misrepresented, it makes me angry. Mm -hmm. Uh, we 're not
1: good looking at all <laughs> we 're very ugly it has turned us into assholes that's you don 't get to be a good looking asshole see I, see that this particular type
0: of role of being the rich asshole mm-hmm. is i don 't think it would be fun because it 's non nuanced it 's literally just like be a jerk. And, like, not even, like, a socially, like, um, functioning jerk. Just a straight-ahead, 100% asshole to everyone.
1: I mean... And it's just not... (sighs) Good point but it but your point kind of falls flat in this movie because the 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 other side is just as non-nuanced and uninteresting right right As uh, maybe more so but i
0: i've seen john josh lucas in other roles and that's basically it feels like that's all the roles that i've seen him in is like the rich white asshole
1: i'm sure i'm sure he's uh he's having a real tough time rolling around on his piles of money with mm. beautiful women and uh and just like you know, living it up. Poor Josh Lucas. He's, yeah. He was in Sweet Home, Alabama and Ford v. Ferrari. Wow. Yeah. And he was the asshole. <laughs> oh. um,
0: so let, let's speed through. The, the the plot of the movie is not complicated. So it opens with some Mexican immigrants making their way into the U.S. by way of following, you know, these images of roses, apparently. And, or they're told about these roses, which is like, that will be important later. And then it, like, goes to them, um, like, months later. I think it was, like, ten months later or whatever. And they're working. Uh, one of them's got a job as a farmhand, and he's very good. He's, like, the for- horse whisperer. And the woman is working at a, what was it, like a meat processing plant or something? Okay. It was something. And then the purge is going to happen, and it's their first purge,
1: and they go... Because Mexico is does not recognize the purge. The purge is, is specifically an American yeah, thing. Yeah, it's
0: just an American thing. And we're let know from Native Americans that it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's good that they had that they look Native the- American give that news report that, like you know, have the single tear rolling down right. his face about The Purge.
1: Right. There was a, a, there was a, a First Nations man, uh-huh. and he looked into the camera and a tear rolled down his face. Right. And he says... And that's how we knew it was bad. America
0: is destroying itself. Right. Okay. And so The Purge happens in every other movie before this. It basically sets up The Purge as this limited amount of time, and then it ends, and then society goes on, and, and they believe it's a good thing for right. society. The,
1: yes, it allows people to get there. To, to get their rocks off, uh, settle some scores, feel some uh, f- feel some vindication, some retribution, yeah. and then... So
0: if you have all that built-up desire to go rape and murder and rob and rape... Thick,
1: ropey loads of rape inside you that you just, you gotta, you gotta get them out. Oh, man, I don't know anything about what that's what that feels like. You I
0: said, don't, I don't. You're supposed to say, you said rape twice.
1: You did say rape twice. I like rape. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's like one of the best lines in Blazing Saddles.
1: Yeah. It yeah, it like there's going to be people who listen to this episode and they're like these guys are jerks. But most of the stuff we say is just I mean, we have no original thoughts either. It's just quotes from Simpsons and other movies. Yeah, right. <laughs> um so the purge happens
0: and like there's some foreshadowing about like th- this is all based in Texas by the way. So there's foreshadowing of white supremacists and more extremist groups you know talking about the purge and, and really framing it in the sense of like xenophobia yeah. and getting rid of specifically immigrants because mm-hmm. immigrants are the source of all problems in America
1: right which uh which is which a, we
0: can all agree on
1: <laughs> which is a thought that that definitely many people in America hold right um unironically i mean that are just all rapists and murderers
0: and that- some are, I assume are good people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so full disclosure, we were going to have I a guest this movie for, we were going to have a guest host on this episode and, and she was kind of scared of any kind of backlash or being canceled because of like the topics discussed in this show. So, uh, I'm just proving that she's right. Yeah. Like, we're yeah. not. I just want to. I'm not racist. I'm referencing and quoting pop culture. That's exactly and, what
1: a racist would say. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's like the. It's like the. The. Um, and this is why this movie is fucking stupid. Is because if you say you dislike the movie, oh, well, you must be a racist then. And that's so stupid you know to that i say that's just retarded retired Uh Mm uh-huh like it's that's such a it's such a you're so basic Mm. you're so basic if you can't understand how that's a extremely flawed process of thought that you use to get there Mm. it's it's and it's unfair it's an un you realize that the people getting rich off of this movie they don't give a shit They don't, clearly they don't give a shit or else they would have made a good movie about this important topic. Mm -hmm. But they made this piece of garbage that they can hang their hat on and be like,
3: we care. You don't care. You're getting fucking rich.
0: Yeah. I mean, if anything that these last few years have taught us, it's that there's no such thing as real people. There's just ideologies
1: and rhetoric. Right. You're either with me or you're literally the devil. You're probably a Nazi. Right. In this movie's case, yeah, there are
5: plenty. And
0: if you're not a Nazi, you're a Nazi. Right. Right. Um, Okay, and so they foreshadow it, and sure enough, the forever purge is about people not obeying the rules and keeping the purge going because America's not purged enough. Mm Mm-hmm. They just can't wait till next year, so so the rest of the movie is the the people trying to escape, and then the the most non nuanced concept is now Canada and Mexico have opened their borders, Mm
1: -hmm. which they had to do because their borders are closed because (laughs) (laughs) you can't you can't open borders unless you have them closed all the time
0: because (laughs) America was experiencing a refugee crisis because of. Violent extremists and roving gangs of violent people, driving people out of the country. Uh Do you see what they did
1: there? What? Help me, help me Um, understand. Help me understand.
0: I'm I'm not even going to say it. So, and then, but there's a time limit of six hours. So that's like the, you know, that's their gateway these movies rely on limited time frames. Um that's the whole premise of the movies.
1: That's how they create tension. Is they go right. you only have 6 hours. That's the lowest bar for creating a compelling like right. like feeling of of worry or we're just just say they only have 6 hours to do it. And right. then and then people who respect time limits and being on time um you know they'll they'll feel they'll feel the pinch in this movie, right?
0: And so the characters that we're following try to make their way to the border, and and uh, then they make it basically. Um, so that's the premise of the movie, and that's literally all all there is. Like, there's nothing important. There's no real character development or character growth that happens, mm. other than the white guy is like,
1: "Well, we're." Together now. All right. Yeah, there was literally one moment, one moment in the entire
0: movie. Yeah, talk about the the conversation in the truck. That
1: okay. So so here's the situation. We are well into the thick of it. Our uh, our our couple, our well, our team has dwindled down to a team of, I believe, at this point, five people. We have um, the. The husband, the douchebag husband, uh, who you mm-hmm. mentioned, is he, he plays roles. Uh, Josh Lucas. Josh Lucas. And his wife, who um, is much more empathetic and caring. Of,
0: of, who have both already been, their lives have been saved specifically by...
1: By his Mexican em- employee, mm-hmm. who who's that couple is also with them. And then the, the fifth person in, in this trunk and I don't know why this matters, it doesn't, is his sister, is um, Josh Lucas's sister. And other immigrant. Uh, what? The other guy. The other... Oh, yes. Good point. Good point. Six people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so while they're driving uh, in an attempt to get to the Mexican border, um, it is brought up very clumsily um, by the... by. Uh, I, I don't know the name... The, by the Mexican employee, Jesus Christ, what's his name? I don't know the names of any of these people because it's just, by Juan. It is brought up, he goes, why aren't you, you know, what do you got against Mexicans? Cause, like, what do you got here? You, like, you're racist, basically, he says to his, um, by to Josh Lucas. Mm-hmm. And Josh Lucas responds, Um, you know, I don't, I don't believe that white people are any better than any other people. I don't believe, you know, I, I don't, uh, I don't, you know, he, he says some, some things that that betray his, um, you know, his honest opinion. It's like, his honest opinion is, I don't think white people are any better than anybody else. Uh, I don't, uh, I don't, I'm not a big fan of judging people based on the color of their skin, but what are we what are we doing? Like just maybe just stay with your kind. Just well, stay with your kind. He says and, he
0: didn't have anything against them he just didn't want their culture and his culture and so we should just stay separate. Right. To
1: which Juan responds, "Yeah, you're probably right." But here we are, like now we're together though. So, the movie whose whole point is racism is bad. In this one part of the movie where it actually touches on a little bit of nuance it admits for some fucking stupid reason that makes no sense to me at all that we should probably stay separate like groups of different colored people should probably not intermingle
0: yeah it's it's the closest to a moral of the story that it
1: tries to purport I was so blown away by how fucking stupid Stupid, this part was where Juan goes, Yeah, you're maybe you're right. Maybe we shouldn't intermingle, but here we are. We're doing it. And I guess the point it was trying to make was in the end, we um, got through like we did the thing together, through
0: it together. We helped each other. That
1: proves that we should be together. It's so, it's so, it's. Clumsy at best and just downright tone deaf and and cruel at worst. Right. The other thing was like
0: that to me showed they weren't even sure what they were trying to go for was the first instance of like the post purge purging was at these people's ranch and... Yeah, the this, purge this continues group, past its yeah.
1: a, allotted time frame.
0: This group of people show up, like obviously planned, to murder the uh, the the white owners mm-hmm. because one of them in this group was the ranch hand that's that wasn't the Mexican because you can't have, you can't have one of the Mexicans be evil. That was am am I right? That guy was white. Am I remembering that wrong? Yes. Because there was farmhands, there was two uh, Mexican immigrants, and then the one white guy. And the saltiest guy was the white guy. Oh, yeah. And so they show up, and he makes this big deal about he's killing them because they have money and he's poor. Right. And so it felt like they were setting up the whole movie to be about racism.
1: Class, to be class warfare. Well, no,
0: it it was... Up to that point, it was like, oh, this is going to be about racism and xenophobia. And then the first example they have was just classism. Right. And talking about, like, uh, economic inequality. And I was like, oh, well, that might be interesting. Right. Like, talk about it from that angle. Nope. Then they just move on like, that never happened. Now the only groups are, like, the racists and xenophobes. Yeah. Now it's just like this the extremist you know stuff yeah
1: it's like i I really i have to say this again so it's like what
0: point are you making is it (laughs) is it the the up the uh uprising of the poor and picked upon or is it the uprising of
1: the of the uh look it's nuanced (laughs) Look, I, you just don't get it. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this one more time because this bears repeating. I I, just, I really want everybody's takeaway from me to be this is an important topic. Yes, and and this movie handles it so shittily that you should hate this movie, because look, movies like Us and Them, uh, and shows like Them or Get, Out, or movies like Get Out, like these movies. Are great because they show like in a subtle way and also with care Mm -hmm. that everyone is is a person and capable of like you know uh, right this movie just looks to piggyback onto a sentiment and then if you dislike the movie well you're fucking racist and there's ways but it's a shit movie
0: there's also ways to show it in a cartoonish and like exaggerated way like even even in them i feel like the the white people in in that show are exaggerated and and racist but it's presented in a way that it's like oh this is actually like a subtle allegory of reality Mm -hmm. or something right or it's representing evil in a certain way um that it, uh, I I really love them. Like I, uh, I think that's one of the best shows that has come out in like recent years, and it's in its treatment of evil, and also like the how unsettled you feel is basically making you feel how unsettled um, uh, people of color we're forced to feel historically. Right. Like to where it's like, oh, you, you feel the, the, the racist gaze on you at all times. Right. Anyways. So uh, this is not that, that's not what this movie is. This is a cudgel. Um, let's go through a couple things. So one of the things that stood out for me and I, and I feel like none of the other purge movies have touched on it is, all the other interesting concepts that you could touch on with this concept, which is all crime is legal. So would you, like I get it, there's an impulse to kill, and there's like, oh yeah, if I could kill someone and get away with it, this is who I'd kill. But how many people actually have that? I don't have any desire to kill anyone. I have a desire for more money, like... I would go... Rob a bank. Rob a
1: bank. Attempt. Or if you're
0: a hacker, like just like, okay, I'm going to steal from the Federal Reserve and put it in my account, and they can't do shit about it, because it's during the purge. Or even, like, just do, yeah, petty shit. Like, well, hey, we got 12 hours to build this shed without getting it through
1: the code office. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm finally gonna add that third bedroom to my house. Right, exactly. You can't do anything. Can't about do it. shit about it. Guess what?
0: And the other aspect is, it does it treats it very lazily. What the impact that this concept would have on society and regular life, which is like, oh, they sell more security systems. Yeah, it's like, no. They would be living in fortresses. Like, yeah. they would have moats, they would have concrete walls, and my my example of this is, like, just look at how, how houses and how, like, fences are built in South Africa. Yeah, dude. I've, or anywhere where there's, like, rampant crime where, like, you could get I've, murdered if you're in the wrong spot, or uh, people will show up to your house and murder you to steal your stuff.
1: For a short amount of time, I had to work in a in a country in africa in western africa called mauritania and slavery this is a place where slavery is legal and uh the the brief amount of time i spent in an actual city there and not in a in a in a mine uh yeah there were you know 15 foot tall walls with barbed wire and armed guards standing outside uh and and like you said, like if this country had had water, there would be moats, <laughs> right? Um, and yeah, it's there'd be like turrets on top of the house. They wouldn't just
0: be locked in. They'd be like, like yeah, I got my fifty caliber up on top. No one's gonna fuck with me, right? Like I can yeah. hit them from like a hundred yards away.
1: But it's fun to to see a, a little bit of a like. I kind of get this. Like,
0: do you know? Do you the know? first movie made? But I. It would be so much more interesting to, like, run with the concept in a way that's other than, like, oh, it's dangerous and there's home invaders.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would. End
0: of concept.
1: Right. Yeah. Like I said, uh, the Purge uh, Petty Crimes Unit. Right. PCU. Right. It would be the perfect title because you get PCU, Politically Correct Unit. Um,
0: But I got to tell you. I'd like go out for a nice... succulent Chinese meal and then not pay for it a succulent Chinese meal I would use the purge to dine and dash
1: um I gotta tell you I'm I'm actually becoming pretty irritated with this whole like even having to continue talking about this stupid movie I I, like I'm so fatigued
0: there's just a few more things I want to touch
1: on so I think I'm moving it down to a two I don't like this. This is so stupid. There's
0: a couple really stupid moments in this movie, other than just the entire premise. Um, they're they're holed up in this semi truck and they're driving towards the border, and they get to like the urban center. What is it, San, uh, El Paso? Yeah, El Paso. And oh no, there's there's cars in the way. There's cars in the road. Fuck! If only we were in a giant semi truck. That's built to, you know, tow tons of weight. If only we were in one of those and we could just push through these two cars in the way. Nope, we got an abandoned ship.
1: Eh, I, yeah, I just don't. It was... You're so not going to... This is going to be on... This is going to be... I, I'm, and then, I'm trying. I'm trying. Guys. I know, I know.
0: And then they go to... They're out on the streets after they abandon their semi-truck. And I love the fact that they meet with the you know, the race, the roaming racists. And they tell the white people like, we'll let you go. You can stay if you kill the brownies. Can you say that? And (laughs) I just love the fact that they're trying to be edgelords with this movie of like, look at racism, but they don't have the balls to like actually use racial epithets. (laughs) Well, I mean that exist?
1: Brownies is not a uh, is not a kind the way to refer to someone. If you okay, let's
0: be honest. If you're talking to <sighs> racists in the southern United States, how are they going to describe?
1: Yeah, this probably Mexican boil, immigrants. This probably boiled down to actors being like, "I'm not saying that." <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's
0: probably right. You're probably exactly right yeah. about it. Yeah, and it's so. It just. There's no commitment. It takes the teeth off of this whole concept. If you're like the brownies, yeah, look they're brown, and I hate them because they're brown. It's like, no, that doesn't portray real race. Mm. Anyways, uh, I just thought that was dumb. And then do they find think, the. Do the... you think
1: this would be a better movie if if it were an yes. if it were an independent film, and not like like made by by mainstream Hollywood. I don't know. I mean Yeah, well, probably, I, I guess yeah. It's, I guess this is a Blumhouse production, right?
0: Yeah. Um, um, I think it would. Yeah, like, even you know. if it had a smaller budget, yeah. and it was just, like, more of a zombie flick, you know, idea, like, you'd still be able to do... I mean, if George Romero came up with this concept, like, he'd do more interesting stuff with it.
1: Well, well it's funny. He did come up with this concept. Oh, did he? I mean, this is basic. Yeah, I mean, this is basically Dawn of the Dead. You know, yeah. like, it's... It's like, oh no, people are nuanced, and right. you know they have. Uh...
0: Um, and so they eventually find these images of roses, which is like the um, thing that Mexicans use to guide themselves, I guess, towards safety. And it was, just, it just felt like a video game mm-hmm. of like, oh, I was almost wondering, it was like, were they planning on making the Forever Purge a video game, and they use that specifically so they could use it in the video game <sighs> of like. Here's the walled walkway where you have to go down.
1: That would be the most fucked up video game ever. Think about the premise of that video game is literally kill somebody of a different race a lot.
0: Or escape. So it'd be basically like Dead by Daylight, except with races.
1: Oh man, <laughs> Dead by Daylight is so much fun. Oh, dude. Okay. I got to give this a moment. The other day, I'm playing Dead by Daylight, just quietly, alone, uh, not streaming on Twitch. By the way, I do stream Dead by Daylight uh, on it's twitch.tv slash horror movie talk, But um, I, I'm i playing killer. I'm putting people on hooks. I'm killing them. Uh, it was a pretty good game. And then at the end of the game is the only time you're allowed to talk to the other team. Uh-huh. And at the end of the game, this one guy goes, you were the most toxic. Like, I killed them all. Like, uh-huh. I got them before they were able to do the thing. Right. He goes, you were the most toxic, try-hard, sweaty killer ever. You should stick to your podcast. and I was like what (laughs) wait what like I panicked for a minute I was like you listen to the podcast he's like yeah sometimes but I like this other podcast more and I was like well that's fine like yeah I get it uh wow well thanks for listening to the podcast like uh uh I can't remember how how it went but he was like yeah you know like he was angry that but this that is,
0: you won and played the
1: game well. Yeah, there's a lot of that in the game. I mean, you know, I, they were doing. They messed up pretty bad. Like, like there was a point where they were just unhooking each can, other it, right you, in front of my face, and so I was just down and people left and right. Like they were just running back and forth trying to try to. D- yeah, I mean, how can you? How can you accuse
0: someone being toxic if they're doing what the game is supposed to do?
1: It's easy to get angry in this game. Sure. I, I won't hold it against him. I think he, he's a cool dude. He blocked me on Steam. I tried to friend him, but he, he wouldn't have it. But, hey, listen, if you're listening to the show, uh, you should unblock me on Steam and friend me, and we can have you know. But he knew my pers- like my Steam name, you know. He just...
0: Well, I mean, it's on Twitch. Yeah, but came across. It. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I was, I was so floored by That's uh, by a small moment of, of semi-celebrity.
0: Uh, <laughs> um, okay, the final two points: like they have the the uh, First Nation people come in the end and and be the saviors of everyone. And uh, if you want to know how subtle they are. Guess which weapons they gave the Native Americans.
1: <laughs> Super racist weapons?
0: It wasn't automatic machine guns <laughs> that saved the day. What did they give them? Bows and arrows. Aww. <laughs> oh. Um And finally, like the example of some of the writing that I was talking about of Bows just basically saying, this is what I'm going to do. These are two actual lines that they felt needed to be said was... Follow me. I will guide you. And then I'm going to
1: protect you. I will protect you. It's like, okay. uh, they're shooting at us. Yeah. As they're being shot at. Okay. So th- what, what are the final recommendations? Here's my final recommendation for the forever purge.
2: Ew. Ew. Ew, David! Ew, no, David. Oh my god, ew, David!
0: There it is. Okay, so my recommendation for who would like this is. <laughs> Alright, this is going on way too long. Anyways.
3: Oh, yay, David! Yay!
0: All right, let's talk to Elias. Just a second. Let me get him on the phone. Is... Oh, you got it.
1: Hello. Hey, how's it going?
5: Good. How you doing? It's good.
1: A- it's Elias. How are you doing, man?
5: Good, good. How's it going?
1: It's going. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you on the show. I don't... I got to pull up our our, our 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 Patreon feed. Can you pull up our pa- I don't know the name of the tier that you're on because I don't have any uh, any long-term memory for... for, for, for... spoopy something. Yeah, they're, well, they're all so, something spoopy, but... So he's on the... Mike's me. One of my
0: favorite tiers, which is four spoopy 666 everybody. <laughs>
1: that's it. That's it. Yeah, Elias has been with us for two months now, and as a perk of of being uh, uh what is it? A four spoopy six six six. Everybody, uh, no, not everybody's. everybody. Everybody, everybody, patron. You get to come on the show uh, for a segment where where we get to talk to you about all kinds of stuff. So, um, Elias, you're in. Palm Palmyra, is that how you say it?
5: yeah Palmyra New York Yep.
1: Oh, palmyra yeah. New York and, and that's close to the finger lakes isn't it
5: yeah it's pretty close yep
0: <laughs> i I know about Palmyra because I used to be Mormon, so I actually went to palmyra I've been to Palmyra before and visited the sacred grove and sure. uh, yeah. the uh you know cabin where the Smiths used to live uh,
1: Elias are are you Mormon? I'm not, no. But do you have – an? because apparently this is, like, a sacred place for Mormons, you must know – like, do you have any idea about what the draw is?
5: Oh, quite a bit, yeah. I'm I'm actually uh, fairly well-versed in all of it.
1: Yeah. Okay. Does one of you want to fill me in? I need to be filled in at least a (laughs) little bit.
0: Oh, well, I can put my missionary shoes on. Um, Do it.
1: Just a little bit. Like, just give me the – the... So Joseph Smith Jr.
0: was very confused about religion uh-huh. and uh, about the you know different religions saying that they are wrong. And he was confused at which one was right. And when he was studying in the Bible, James chapter 2, verse 5, you have to check me on that one. I won't. said, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God and he will give it to men all. Liberally, abradeth not. So basically, he knew that if he wanted an answer to the question of which religion to join, he should pray to God. So one night, he goes out to a grove of trees and prays in earnest prayer to Heavenly Father and asks him um, which church he should join. And before words can get out of his mouth... He's uh this part isn't in the discussion by the way. God was like Palmyra, New York. No. He's well he I lives in Palmyra. Palmyra. Yeah. Oh. Um that's where his family's farm is. And uh he is beset by the devil and his tongue is bound apparently. This is this part isn't in the discussion. This it's is starting where, to regret. This asking. is not what we would we would put in the <laughs> Anyways, and then before him his tongue was released and before him appeared Two personages whose brightness and glory defy all description oh, okay. standing above him in the air. And one of them spoken to him and said, behold, this is my beloved son, whom I well please uh-huh. hear him. And then Jesus Christ talks to Joseph Smith and Joseph Smith asks him what religion he should join. And Jesus says... You should join none of them because none of them are right, and they have strayed from my gospel. Mm. And you, Joseph Smith, Jr., I am going to use you to restore. You killing me! My, you know, the original church You're back me. to the earth. Uh huh. And he's fourteen, by the way. And and so then he goes on, and then years later he is guided to the. Plates that have the Book of Mormon on it and translates. That all happens in Palmyra, and okay. then
1: and then like the so it's
5: the birthplace.
0: Yeah, it's the birthplace, and then ah. the church grows. Could have just they,
5: said that. I'm just that would have been the short and simple for sure. That would uh, all right, asshole. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I wanted I, I I just wanted to you know I just want I just want to know what it was about. All right. Um. So as well, uh,
0: that's like the significance of the place. It's like literally the sacred grove is those that grove of trees next to their their farm, which, you know, you can still go to. Mm. Yeah, and, it's a pretty big forest, actually. Yeah. And um, and then, like, their farm and, and stuff. And I think there's... I think close by, or even in Palmyra, is, like, the printing press where they printed the first... Yep, book of right Mormon.
5: Palmyra Main Street, yep. Yeah.
0: And um, so all that stuff, there's... It's, like, basically, you know, Williamsburg for Mormons. They still have, like, a... It's missionaries that... that that uh, do kind of the historical reenactment and explain, you know, how they lived and what went on and tell the story that I just told and try to get people to, you know, sign up to have missionaries come over to the house. This is so awkward.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Elias, you have a, you run a blacksmithy. Is that correct? I do. I have my own business. Yes. The Rainy Forge blacksmithy. And, so, you
1: make what at this blacksmithy?
5: So, I mainly do knives, uh, some hunting knives, some camping knives, uh, a bunch of kitchen knives. Uh, so, I'm a quarter Okinawan uh, through my grandmother. So, I do a lot of traditional Japanese kitchen knives uh, with the business. Oh,
1: shit. Oh, that's cool. And, and, uh, and where can people can, – can I purchase some of these knives?
5: Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Um, You can find uh, me on Etsy, uh, The Rainy Forge, all one word on Etsy. Uh, I also have a Facebook page, which is uh, The Rainy Forge Blacksmithy, and an Instagram, which is also The Rainy Forge Blacksmithy. Oh,
1: perfect. And blacksmithy is just blacksmith with a Y on the end. (laughs) <laughs> yep exactly I, that's just for me because i was like fancy I was like okay i have no idea these are words i've never written before you know so Which is
0: is, is blacksmithy just like the old english way it's so like if you know if you have like ye old,
1: yeah place ye old with an e olde. is that just how you exactly say ye blacksmithy, blacksmith-y. Yep. yeah yeah mm-hmm. and so what's your most popular product
5: uh, so my most popular would have to be the camping knives. Uh, those seem to sell really well. Okay. Um, I'm really trying to push the kitchen knives, though, because it's kind of my thing. Yeah. Um, but I do everything as old-fashioned as I can. I use some modern tools for grinding and stuff, um, but I hand-forge everything myself, every single knife that I make except for a couple stainless knives. Um, all of it is hand-forged out and hardened and, you know, the, the whole shebang. Dang. Wow. Um, so I try and keep things rustic and uh, authentic.
0: See, my former life as a mall ninja just like <laughs> I have so many questions and want to nerd out on like swords and knives. I used to have a sword collection. Oh last, no. And I used to hunt, hang over my bed with like I had a basically like a gun rack full of swords <laughs> from my travels. A
1: gun rack full of swords.
0: And eventually I got rid of them because I I, I moved on. You, but I still think You with,
1: wanted to find a wife. <laughs>
0: I, I still think back, and I'm like, I really like that one sword. Maybe I should have just kept
1: that one. Well, this is the important question. You know, were they like, were they like cool swords like a like a blacksmith would make, or were they like mall ninja swords with like you know Klingon? <laughs> uh, uh, well, no, they were
0: like they were usually historically accurate swords or whatever what i I, so we used to do a lot of international travel with with my family and so wherever we went that was like my thing instead of buying a spoon to hang in a spoon rack i would try to find like a cool knife or a sword to bring back which you know is sometimes harder than others but i i had like a from scotland i got like a like a highlander sword not like the movie but like like a a long sword um That was really cool. Like a
5: claymore or something shorter? It
0: was, well, it had like, hey, Elias. Uh, It had like a, it was one-handed. I guess it probably wasn't like a claymore, but it was really, yeah, it was really, it was really long, but it had like a hand guard, like completely protected. So you couldn't actually get like two hands on it, but um, it seemed really long because I was young. Uh, That was probably the biggest sword I had. That's what she said. Um, I never got. <laughs> I never got a samurai sword, so I guess my my mall ninja like certification probably didn't never got fully certified. Right. But I looked at a lot of them, uh, and I can't believe I didn't buy a samurai sword in in Japan. But I think the reason was that I wanted a real one, uh-huh. and they're you know probably like two thousand dollars. I have yeah,
1: they're fucking expensive. Yeah. I have one more question, one more sword based question for you, Elias. Um, Go for it. If I were to head on over to your Etsy, uh, the Rainy Forge, um, is that correct? Yes. If I were to head on over to your Etsy... What could I pick a sword up for? Like, where do we talk? What's a ballpark here for a sword? So I
5: don't have any swords listed on the site just because I've been focusing on the knives and stuff to Mm -hmm. get inventory going. Mm -hmm. However, there is an incredible little button on the site uh, that lets you contact me and initiate conversation to set up a custom order. And uh, I can do uh, swords very easily. Well, not very, very easily, but, you know, easy enough that I can do swords.
0: Just hours and, and hours of big, hammering and and yeah, and yeah. like honing sort, and squelching
5: and, de, depending on the size and the style, would probably be about mm, three hundred four hundred dollars, including that shipping. That
1: is extremely reasonable. I was like. I have no idea what the price of a sword is, but I got to imagine we're starting at four figures. Yeah,
0: you got to up those numbers, <laughs> Elias.
5: <laughs> Probably, but you know, you know, I'm I'm starting. I want to get more sales and uh, you know, build things from there.
0: What's the most expensive knife that you sell?
5: Um, I have a couple really sweet uh Japanese style kitchen knives that I think I have listed at 120 a piece.
0: Man, that's
5: Yeah, very reasonable.
0: We'll have to talk off the air about branding. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Alas, we're going to start a premium brand for your Japanese kitchen knives. To where you're going to sell those for nine hundred dollars,
5: ten million dollars. That's the goal eventually. But you know what? Right now, I'm you know small, simple, humble man, and uh, I think you shouldn't have to break the bank to get something that's worth your time and your energy. You know, let's get people buying real knives and stop buying the made in China trash at Walmart. You know.
0: Okay, I have two questions now. Now again, the mall ninja aspect of me, and also the horror movie talk. Okay, so number one would be, it's surprisingly hard to find, like, because I've looked, the Michael Myers length, yeah, like a length, like a twelve ooh, to yeah. fourteen inch butcher knife,
1: because uh, <clears throat> I think
0: the one they use in the movies is knife, Yeah, right? the one they use in the movie is.
1: It's very long I think
0: it's 14 inches yeah, it's, I think you're right because yeah, it's, it's like more than inch. I think you can find stuff that's 12 inches but 14 inches specifically mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, along with you know uh, yeah uh, that's like really hard to find how much would it cost for a commission for just a Michael Myers yeah 14 inch yeah non-branded butcher knife
5: about one hundred thirty, hundred forty. Ooh, that's pretty good.
0: Because we had an idea like way back years years ago of like, what if we just had something on the shop that was a horror movie talk branded giant butcher knife, Mike Myers. Yeah, mm,
5: yeah, that'd be pretty sweet.
1: So, because uh, I knew someone that had
0: a, a laser engraver, I was like, I just got to find. Oh man, the knife. There you go. And I just give it to the laser engraver and could put the logo on, but that, I could never find the knife. Okay, second question. Um, in a zombie apocalypse, since you're oh, an expert, don't do
1: this. I want to mm-hmm. ask him interesting questions. What
0: would be a more effective weapon, a spear or a baseball bat?
5: So we've had this conversation, um, over on the Twitch channel, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And um, I stand by. If I have to choose between the two, I think baseball bat is better.
0: Oh, Elias. Well,
4: he's, I know, he's I know. a smart I love guy. spears.
5: Hey, spears are one of the best weapons uh, for you know combat between people. Problem is, is your if you're fighting one zombie, yeah, spear hand down. If you're fighting two zombies, probably still the spear. You throw another zombie in the mix. As soon as you get that stab on that second zombie, the third one's right on top of you. Baseball bat, you can just <sighs> kind of push them back, fend them off, take your hits when you need them.
0: But the spear's longer. You could push them farther away.
5: It's longer, but you still got to stab the zombies at some point in time. Unless you're just fighting them off. Okay. Sometimes
1: so- you don't have to stab them far. Okay. It's not the right thing to do. Look. All I- right, Elias, I- you
0: just disappointed me. Um, nah. I, I thought, I thought we were bros.
1: Justice for bad. Okay. So how
0: much, how much would it cost to, uh, to commission you to to make a <laughs> historically accurate, um, uh, like six foot long spear?
5: So, I have actually made uh, a couple spears and uh, love making spears. Spears are great. I could do a spear for probably about the same, about 130, 140. And that would include the pole and everything. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, there's your answer. It's going to hang hang behind us on
0: on our video podcast once we get that wrong Mm -hmm.
1: um i I have a question for you elias what are your favorite horror movies maybe in no particular order because i know it's hard to like rank them all in your in your head no
5: uh hands down my favorite horror movie of all time has to be alien just absolute classic one of my earliest memories is is watching alien uh with my dad and uh it was just how taken aback i was by the movie and we got to uh a point in the movie, and uh, Sigourney Weaver is like taking off her clothes and shit, and <laughs> to her And I remember my dad saying, "You know, cover your eyes." So I did the stupid thing as a thirteen-year-old, and you know, I put my hands over my eyes, but I'm not like really yeah. covering my eyes. Sure. You know? we all know and, the movie, uh, and that kind of hooked me on horror, um, and specifically, <laughs> you know, that aspect of horror movies.
1: Yeah, no, I, I I'm right there with you. Alien blew me away in such a like it was like who was, like, weird and cold and and perverted in, like, this weird sort of, like, feel. Like, I love this, like, disconnected feel that Ridley Scott movies have where they're, like.
0: Just the H.R. Geiger stuff is, yeah. like, adds yeah. so much oh, to the Geiger. the tone oh. of the movie to where it's, like, just the design of the alien and, like, the cold and goopiness yeah. of it is, like, that establishes the feel of the entire movie.
4: Yeah.
1: it's It's all clinical and weird feeling and. I don't know I I really like that. Um you got any in recent memory that are that you've uh, you've been really tickled by?
5: Um I really really liked uh the movie Freaks. Um it came out recently.
0: The 2008 I like, one? I think someone uh, recommended it. We watched it or was it 18? i
5: recommended. Yeah. I don't remember what year. It was it was I it was recent, more recent than that. 2018. Um, any case, it was really good. Um highly recommend that one. Um, Kind of uh, like a horror thriller sort of a deal. Um, Great acting, kind of low budget indie film, but really, really well done.
1: Here's the the quick uh, explanation of this 2018 film called Freaks. A bold girl discovers a bizarre, threatening, and mysterious new world beyond her front door after she escapes her father's protective and paranoid control. Does that sound right?
5: Yes. Okay.
1: Okay, cool. We'll check that one out. It looks like that's on Netflix right now.
5: Oh, sweet! There you go.
1: So, and how? Like, um, how long have you been listening to the podcast?
5: So, um, I've been listening to the podcast for almost two years now. Coming up on two years. God damn. Yeah.
1: Wow. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. And and how how did you find it?
5: So, um, I used to listen to like all the big horror movie podcasts, uh, Nightmare on Film Street, Dead Meat. Um, and I was, you know, kind of ran out of episodes. Uh, A lot of those podcasts just weren't putting out episodes fast enough for me, and so I just googled, you know, what are some great film podcasts, some great horror podcasts, and one site had you guys listed as, you know, an up-and-coming podcast, and I'm just like, cool, that sounds like a, you know, a cool podcast. So, I I, uh, threw you guys on, and I don't even remember what episode it was, but I was instantly hooked with with just everything, the way that you do things and the the humor and everything. I was just like, this podcast is right up my alley.
1: Oh, that's uh, that's so nice of you to say. I I can never
5: take these compliments.
0: Okay, so the real question is, how do we compare to Nightmare on Film Street, and why aren't we doing better than them?
5: (laughs) I don't know, because I think you're better. I I stopped listening to them a while ago, not to say that their podcast is bad, but... A lot of their episodes were just kind of being less and less about horror movies and being more and more about like just horror events and themes and like horror like festivals and stuff. I'm like, that's awesome. But I want to listen to a podcast where people are talking about a movie that I really like that's you know a horror movie.
0: Yeah. If there's one thing to our detriment, we're not like super into the scene, you know, in quotation marks. Mm -hmm.
1: We don't identify as yeah. horror movie freaks. Right? Like it's it, it's definitely one of these things where um, it's not my identity. Right. I just enjoy it. Like I like. I
0: feel it. like we don't have credibility because neither one of us has a tattoo. Oh yeah, or that too.
2: Colored hair. I've got too. <laughs> so you've you got know.
1: tattoos. Yeah, I've got two of them. What do you got? Do, you uh, don't have to show us if it's on your. He's got or an arrow pointing no, no, to yeah, his dick.
5: So- I've got two. So they're both for my uh, blacksmithing business. Oh, a little, little uh,
1: bonsai the, tree coming out of an anvil.
5: Yep, that's the first one I got. Nice. And that's all black. And then uh, I also got one on my forearm, which is going to be kind of hard to show here on the camera. But <laughs> I oh. have one on my forearm that's uh, a kitchen knife that has the words uh, Sicmundus Creatus Est written on it. And uh, in Latin, that translates to the world is created, and that is actually uh, from a really big tablet from years and years ago, but it's a huge part of my favorite TV show of all time, which is uh, called Dark, and that is on Netflix right yeah. now. Oh, dang. And that is a German psychological thriller. It has some horror elements to it, but it's more of like an existential horror than uh, – than more of like a traditional slasher horror. Mm. Oh, nice.
0: I've been recommended that one before. I think I yeah. should probably watch it. Dark? Yeah.
5: Definitely okay. Dark. And my favorite show of all time. However, the stipulation is you have to be okay with reading subtitles because you have to watch it in the original German. You can't watch it in uh, in English. It just doesn't work.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know that. I know that feeling. Um, it's because German is the scariest
0: language. <laughs>
4: yes.
1: <laughs> I see you know, your...
0: German doesn't get, get like enough... Love it's like the the uh the meme thing to do is like, oh, all German sounds angry. Like, German is actually a pretty beautiful language if you like put it up against French and stuff. Mm-hmm. French is French sounds nasty to me.
1: What are you talking about? It's beautiful and flowing actually. and yeah, like, soft.
0: Yeah, that's all right.
1: Um, I see you're wearing a horror movie talk t shirt that came with your Patreon, it did, subscription, yes. right? Yep.
5: That was actually probably the biggest reason why I uh, subscribed to Patreon is I really wanted the shirt so I could kind of show it off to people and uh, get your name out there in the world.
1: Oh, man, we appreciate you so much. That's so nice of you. And and uh, and it's not the, – the thing I like about the shirts is <laughs> they're actually – the logo is decent enough that people would want to wear it. Right. If it were our old logo before Dustin got his hands on it. I don't think anybody be. Interested.
0: Hey, hey, hey! I'm not. I mess. designed that logo, and
1: I. It's a fine logo. Okay, it's it's not, just. It's not very. Good. It's just. Uh, it's just. This one is so much <laughs> <Yes>. better.
0: <laughs>
1: the original. I'll say this:
0: the original logo logo was not cool.
1: No, but it inspired this logo. But it inspired this logo.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. Obviously, like, yeah, Dustin made it a billion times better, yeah. and like was a legit artist. Except instead of me copy pasting clip art
1: (laughs) (laughs) well hey Elias you got anything else uh, anything else you wanted to share or say before we we gotta keep moving with the episode here you got anything else for us
5: uh you know I think that's about it for me um I would love to hear more people on podcasts I don't know if it would be something you, you guys would be interested in doing sometime but I'd love to hear more people talk about um the score and the music in horror movies and just how iconic it that is as mm. part of horror movies
0: Noted. yeah we should probably do that's been noted before I think part of it is like like I actually it's one of those things that I probably care too much about and would probably want to really get deep into like music right, theory right. Uh, talking about it sure. Sure. Um, so it's like as with everything with the podcast, if I look at something and'm like well that's gonna take a lot of effort it stops me right, from doing it right and then also there's like the copyright aspect of like uh, we're a little nervous about yeah, playing that's clips and stuff
5: doing the copyright stuff yeah but
0: yeah we should definitely try to to do that we could we could do like one of the mini episodes on scoring
1: oh yeah heck yeah that'd be great well that's good input and and where can people find you again Elias and your and so, your black uh, your rainy your rainy yeah forge black the rainy
5: forge yep the rainy forge blacksmithy and uh, I'm on Facebook, just under the Rainy Forge Blacksmithy. Um, I'm on Instagram, also under the Rainy Forge Blacksmithy. And on Etsy, it's just the Rainy Forge.
1: I Well, you guys should definitely go check out Elias and uh, consider some of his kitchen knives, because that is what he—I I have another friend who actually listens to the podcast. He has a, a forge in, in Indiana— And, uh, and he, he definitely has things that he specializes in, right? He's like, yeah, I'll do this and that. But the thing I really like to do is like coat hooks. That's what I like to do. And so I push coat hooks. So, um, so if Elias is telling you that he likes kitchen knives, it's probably because he's fucking bomb at doing kitchen knives. Um, Mm -hmm.
5: and I'm a great chef and he, well, there you
1: go. So, well, thank you for all the support you've given us, Elias. We appreciate you a lot. I love you showing up. You show up for just about every Twitch stream, and you add so I much try. to I it. I
5: love it. Oh, it's so much fun. Well, thank you. And We got to get some Dead by Daylight going sometime. Oh, hell
1: yeah, man. Do you have the game?
5: I do, yeah. And now that they have cross Platform, too, it should be a lot easier.
1: Okay, cool. Then we'll play. We'll play next time. Next time I'm on there, we'll play some sur- Survivor, and uh, and I'll get murdered, and you'll do well.
5: <laughs> probably get murdered. I'm on killer main, so I'll probably get murdered, too. <laughs> uh,
1: okay. Well, hey, thank you for calling in. Thank you for supporting the show. Yeah,
5: thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
1: We appreciate it, man. You have a great rest of your weekend.
5: Yeah, you as well. Peace. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks,
1: Elias. See ya.
0: Let's move on to our next bit. This'll be a new one. Man, what
1: a great that's a great I hope we get more patrons at that level because I love I love uh talking to fans, man. Right. Yeah. As long as it's over the internet. In person I just turn into a a, a wreck. <laughs> right. Um Okay,
0: so this bit is called. What did I call it? Let's make it better.
1: Let's make it better.
0: Okay. So from the beginning, mm. let's just just uh, kind of uh, spitball out the acts and like the uh, the happenings in the better version of the Forever Purge.
1: Okay. Okay. All right. Um I'm getting like I'm really I really love this idea of a petty crimes unit of like just uh, some ragtag group of people who are down on their luck, and uh, and they they just really want right to to make things better for themselves somehow. Yeah, but killing it does not factor. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. So that just- I, I think
0: we should do that. The B storyline.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because
0: in terms of a franchise, you gotta keep giving them what they want. Okay. So I think like I'm gonna keep the skeleton of the Forever Purge in that it's. The, the forever purge. Okay. Right? We got to keep the title. Okay. So I say we open on. um, And if we're keeping like some of the same characters. Skip like the first scenes. Go straight to uh, Juan working on the ranch. Okay. And you know there's enough shorthand that you understand like. Okay. He's an immigrant. This is his first purge. And um, I think f- for the most part we'll keep. That stuff the same. Them going into the the um, the lockdown house, you know, with the other. Sure. Immigrants. Yeah. 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 Keep that the same. We'll remove the overt racism of the ranch owners. Well, just the ranch owner's son. Just the ranch the, owner's the son.
1: The ranch owner understands nuance, and, right? Uh, and is quickly killed off for that,
0: <laughs> right? But we'll we'll show like that they're not. Racist per se, but that's definitely exploitational. They're okay. Like, okay. You know, they're doing all this hard work and they're like, okay, well, here's your minimum wage check.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: You know. Um, and so, okay. So Juan and his wife go into the lockdown room. And okay, who's going to be the B storyline of petty petty crime during the purge?
1: Oh, Cameron Diaz.
0: Cameron Diaz and Tom Cruise. Yeah. You know, revising their you know much-lauded team up on night and day.
1: Now to now, yes, yes, and to pay for this, we have to do do away with all the pyrotechnics. Right. We literally have to get rid of all the explosions because right. Cameron Diaz and Tom Cruise as a B-side storyline, not cheap. See, yeah, okay, yeah,
0: and yeah. Oh, it's going to be stunt casting. Cameron Diaz and Tom Cruise are not are not um advertised as being in this movie. <gasps> oh it'll be a reveal.
1: Yes. Like, like Matt Damon a, like and Like Tropic Thunder, where right. Tom Cruise was in Tropic Thunder, right. but you didn't know. Right. I um, didn't even know until until the credits rolled on that movie. I was yeah. like, wait, what?
0: Tom Cruise was in the Yeah. Um so yeah, they're going out and they're like, um, They're doing the petty crimes. They're like, okay, so what's the story between Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz? Why? What's their goal? Like, what's the petty crime that they're going after?
1: Oh, well, this is in Texas, right? Yeah. So sodomy is illegal. (laughs) And they have a real, like, big time urge. To, like, Cameron's like, please put it on my butt. Please fuck me in the ass. Please. And, and Tom is like, you know, he's Tom Cruise. So right. he's like, no, ew. <laughs> 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 That's illegal. <laughs> and based on the fact that it's illegal, he just won't do it. You right. know, he's like a law-abiding man. Right. And so for those 12 hours, they just ass-fucked. It's just... <laughs> But she's got to, she's got to purge all the poop out of her, Uh, so it's not a big messy mess. Because again, Tom Cruise, uh, he's not having that. Yeah, he's not getting poop on his dick, right? (laughs) Ever, ever,
0: ew. He's a, I mean, he's definitely a heterosexual man. Oh my
2: god, ew,
1: David. Yeah,
0: that's Tom Cruise. Uh, Okay, cut cut back to our (laughs) A storyline. Um, the,
1: (laughs) our much more compelling storyline, the,
0: uh, the purge ends and they open up the fortress. Mm -hmm. Um, and very similarly, like people are still killing, like all of a sudden it's like, Oh, what's, what's going on?
1: It's the forever purge.
0: And I say it's not like virulent racist, like, you know, stand-ins for. You know, Proud Boys or whatever they're trying to do, uh-huh. or for like neo Nazis. Okay, it's like a shady corporation mm-hmm. that it's like they're paramilitary people that secretly they've been planning this. Oh.
1: like um, like the Umbrella Corps, like Umbrella Corps, and yeah. it's
0: not known. Like, why? What's what's going on? Why are why are these uh, black trucks still killing people? Right, and the police. You know, are trying to go after them, but they're too, they're overwhelmed. And it's everywhere. It's everywhere in the U.S. Right. And since people are so ramped up with the purge, like, they're already armed. So they start fighting back, but eventually they realize, like, oh, why don't we just keep doing the purge? Like, Mm -hmm. since the police are engaged and the government is trying to figure out what's going on with this. Paramilitary group. They keep going on the purge, and so cut back to B storyline. Cameron Diaz and and Tom Cruise are fucking. Well, no, in, they in have the no.
1: They have to they have to find and then steal like a metric assload of lube.
0: Okay, so they're breaking and in. Metamucil.
1: She's got to clear out.
0: Right. Okay. So this is great because during the purge, they were trying to infiltrate the lube factory that's in let's say Plano, Texas, and they were right next to the Dr. Pepper factory, and they- Dr. Pepper wants no part of this sponsorship. They were just about to break the lock mm-hmm. in the lube factory, and then wah,
1: wah. The alarm goes wah,
0: The purge is over.
1: Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, fuck. We don't get to do it in the we butt. Didn't, I didn't get
0: to do it. It took too long. Tom Cruise, you always take so long breaking these locks. Yeah. You know, it's like a play on Mission Impossible. Yeah,
1: because he's because his character
0: in Mission Impossible is so competent. And like he's just really bad at doing these actually very possible missions in
1: the lube factory. He's like, he's like coming down from, from the vents. Yeah. And then then he just slams on the floor. And There's lasers around the lube, you know? Right. And and he's like, I almost got, and he just goes
0: through all the lasers and slams into the floor and like knocks the pressure plate off. And so that happens during the purge. And then they're like, um, so they can't do it. But then, you know, after their mourning their loss of lube, they realize the The purge purge is is still still going on. on. Yeah. Like, right. We could still make it back to the loop mm-hmm. factory. Yeah. So they so they break in, the alarms go off, everyone's in chaos yeah. in the loop factory. Like buckets have fallen over, everyone's slipping around.
1: Yeah, right. And there's there's a, a xenomorph just all goopy walking sure. around, right? You know, just like oh, I'm so goopy. I'm more goopy than usual. Um and, and he's getting fucked in the ass by a predator.
0: Steve Urkel's in the background for some reason. He's like, did I do that?
1: <laughs> right. Bill Cosby's there, <clears throat> you know, inexplicably. Is right? hey, hey, hey. They let me out of prison in Pittsburgh. Guess what? <laughs> <laughs> Got to stock up on lube. <laughs> I go in dry normally, but here I am.
0: And that's where he went wrong. Um, so... Cameron Diaz mm-hmm. and Tom Cruise right. make it. And there's like a particular lube that they want. Right. Because it's like specifically formulated f- to make anal sex not gay for Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. And it's in like the set aside room mm. with like a spotlight on it. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's yeah, got to yeah. like take it off the pressure plate like Indiana Jones. I'm getting. And Pretty Raiders of the Lost Ark. Roused
1: right now. This is. I love this movie already. And right
0: as they're about to, he's about to insert. Like, is they're not. He's not experts at it. So like, like he can't get it in because. Oh had, no! It's too slippery. There's been no prep. Yeah. Like it's just, it's just a closed, yeah. sphincter, just right. like, locked tight. Again, mm-hmm. like a play on the Mission Impossible thing. Like mm-hmm. he he just doesn't. He's not competent in anal sex. Right and as they're like trying and he's frustrated then these purgers show up and start shooting up the place and he's like well fuck we got to go mm-hmm. and they go back to cut back to a storyline
1: like i like, cu- i'm been caught with my pants down right <laughs> right
0: cut back to a storyline we don't know what happens next to tom cruise and cameron diaz but cut back to a storyline um the the uh juan and his wife are Trying to make it through the city, and they're they have no interest in in the purge, and uh, they're still getting preyed upon. By yeah, they do come across some racists. There's some some guys in pickup trucks with flags, with like the American flag on the back of it, and mm-hmm. they're taking advantage of the situation. They're like, "Hey, yeah, Trump said you're rapists and murderers, so you know, gonna take take advantage of this," and uh, so they have to run away from. The racists and they jump into like a dune buggy and go out into the desert. Yeah, and they're being there's a big chase scene, huh. and uh, they have to improvise some weapons hmm. from the dune buggy. And they, um, how do they get away from the, the truck?
1: Well, um, they they drive into the lube factory by accident. You know, right. they drive through it. And the chase goes through the lube factory, and they manage to miss. This is where the, the two oh, right. A and B intersect. And uh, and 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 so as they're like they're like making their way through the, like the lube factory, not hitting any lube. The the bad guys aren't as good at drivers, and they hit the lube, and it's like a banana peel.
0: <gasps> okay, here's here's what happens. They run right into Tom Cruise, and Tom Cameron Cruise, Diaz. and Cameron Diaz as they're being attacked by purgers right. and so they they stop tom cruise and cameron diaz from being killed they join forces mm-hmm. and they say we're we're stronger together and it's symbol- symbolistic of you know yeah. whites working with with uh people of color right. pocs um and who's whiter than cameron diaz and tom cruise right. like i can't find a better standing for that concept and so they go and they escape. They get away from the purgers because all of a sudden, like, the purgers that were fighting against Cameron Diaz and Tom Cruise look at the the racists and they're like, well, we can't we can't stand racists in America. And so they start finding each other and so they get distracted.
1: Act three, Tom it's Cruise. It's just Tom Cruise climaxing into Tom Cameron Tom
0: Cruise Diaz. and Cameron Diaz and Juan and his wife make it out. They're in a safe place. It's like, um, let's say it's like an elementary school it's like a kindergarten room. Yeah, that for some reason, is like super well locked down, and uh, they realize like, okay, we're safe, and so Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz explain like, well, we're trying to commit some petty crime. Sodomy. We're going we're gonna do sodomy, and so Juan is like, oh well. You're going all about it wrong. You got to prepare Let me the anus you. a little. Let me so guide like, your dick. He shows Tom Cruise. He didn't. De- he demonstrates on his wife. He's like, here, you got to start with like a pinky, like he's get like, it prepped. You know, he's
1: like the horse whisperer before. And now he's the, right. Now he's the butthole. He's
0: whisperer. the anus whisperer. Right or the sphincter whisperer. It's like, hey. You know, and he actually I, that's part of the foreplay. Is he whispers into his wife's anus last night, which is proven to relax.
1: Last night, this is just it. Sidebar: Last night, I had some real bad anal whispers. So, uh huh. Just a lot of, a lot of that going on. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and so Juan is showing, demonstrating, like, and then Tom Cruise is getting into it. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, and then he's like looking at Juan and and replicating what he's doing. He's like prepping up uh, Cameron Diaz's mm-hmm. anus. Yes, as you do. And uh, it gets to the point where like, oh yeah, she, her anus is starting to accept my fingers now. Now is the time to to lube it up, and he lubes it up, and they're both like fucking. Yeah. They're, they're Juan and and Tom Cruise are, are fucking their. We're never their going, girls.
1: We're never going to be employed again. They're high fiving Yeah.
0: Um, and then there's just a a big orgy because they like they get into it and they're like, well, why don't we why don't we swap around? You know, Cameron Diaz and the Juan's wife are making out, and then all of a sudden, Tom is like, well, what if I. <laughs> What if I just suck your dick, Juan? Mhm. Yeah. And they start yeah, sucking at 69 on each other. Title
1: screen forever purge.
0: <laughs> right as they come.
1: Right as they come, right. Eiffel Tower. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're never going to be important. Oh yeah, that's
0: that's how it ends like Cameron Diaz and Juan's wife are 69ing while Tom and Juan are butt fucking them doing the Eiffel Tower high five. As they come on their backs, the forever purge.
1: I'm so glad we didn't have a guest today. This is, anybody associated with this is never going to be employed again. This is uh, this is such a good idea. Yeah. I'm surprised this movie hasn't been made yet.
0: Right. I think it might have been made. Uh, yeah. But not starring Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz. Not
1: with his title. This is a hot title. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, um should we get into uh
0: Alright, the next uh next bit, let's get into horror movie whores.
1: Whore 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 whores. I really um I really like Nightlight horror movie club. A lot, but I didn't realize how far down the rabbit hole of depravity you and I had gone <laughs> until I had something pure and innocent to juxtapose it with. Where it's just like <laughs> it was like, oh, this is Oh, these are nice people. These are nice people. I, I feel some guilt right now. I feel like kind of.
0: I really kind of wish they were here, guesting on this episode, so they could have partaken in that.
1: Oh, they exercise. Don't I feel bad bringing up their name just now and having associated? See, uh, here is the thing.
0: I, I posit mm-hmm. that as doctors, they've been exposed to all depravity that can exist,
1: which is why they like to keep things light.
0: Yeah, maybe that's what it is. You know, this would have been a great episode to have Glittercore guest on.
1: Oh. (sighs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep.
0: Okay, we're... We got
1: some messages to get to. If you guys want to give us a call at 682-253-4468, you could get on the show as well. Um, If if you want to tell us uh, how gross we are, that's great. If you want to tell us... Um, that you, uh, you know, how to attempt anal play, you could do that too. We're, you know, we're just dumb idiots and, uh, and our opinions should count for nothing in your mind. So, uh, you know, keep that, keep that in mind. And, uh, and here's, uh, do you have our first caller? Yeah. Ready? Here we go. Oh, shit. Um,
0: it's not working cause I have the, oh yeah, I'll oh, pull hold it up. On. Let me see if this, give does. me a clap.
6: From Ohio. I got
0: it. I got it. I got it.
6: Uh. Hey guys, it's Justin from Ohio again um, I called last week I asked about um, your three favorite horror villains and what you guys thought about Rob Zombie doing the monsters I was wondering when the new Halloween Kills trailer comes out will you guys do a review of that and also what's your favorite Halloween movie thanks guys, you guys are awesome Bye. Hey, thank you,
1: Justin from Ohio. That's so nice of you to say. Yeah, so a couple things to unpack there.
0: Number one, uh, Rob Zombie Monsters remake. Yeah, there's a uh, yeah, there's a post on our Facebook group asking about that, what people thought about it, and I couldn't care less about anything less. Really, I I don't, I never watched the Monsters. I
1: watched the Monsters as a little kid on Nick at Night a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. and I haven't ever seen really any rob zombie movies
1: i think it'll be i i, I have high hopes <laughs> which is a it's a a dumb thing of me to do uh-huh. uh, but i do have high hopes i hope he goes very adam's family uh values with it you know right. intro to horror like four little kids with you know an aesthetic
0: it really is a weird choice that would to have rob zombie on like a comedy horror m- concept i'm assuming
1: yeah it'll it'll feel re- like everything he does it'll feel real propagandistic mm. you know where it's like fake smiles i think you know a lot of uh you know 70s tv commercial vibes of right. like you know drink your oval teen kids ting you know like mm. a little little It's it's just a very specific lane that he seems to fill. Yeah, but yeah, not not big feelings necessarily. I do I do think I do hope it's it's good. Obviously, but that seems to be asking asking a lot of Rob Zombie. Uh,
0: The second thing about Halloween Kills trailer, it's since come out. Um, We've watched it. That is a good thing. Like I think as we get video going, like tell you what, I'm impressed at how a low effort reaction video to trailers can get a billion views wow like so we gotta do that we gotta start doing reaction uh, stuff to trailers
1: you, you like suck the soul out of me in ten
0: words <laughs> uh. um and then what was the other thing I can't remember Halloween kills uh, oh what our favorite Halloween movie was
1: oh the, uh like Halloween, John Carpenter's Halloween? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I haven't seen... Admittedly, I have only seen one, two, three, Season of the Witch, and uh, and then 2018, and uh, and I think that's it.
0: I think out of the ones that I've seen... You've I've, seen more. You've seen like yeah, four and five. I think I've gotten up to five, maybe six. I can't remember, but... Um. I'm not a huge fan of really any of them, but the point where it turned the corner and I was like, oh, OK, that's what they're doing with this character was Halloween four, which I think is Bug Z's favorite one. Yeah. And that's the first time where it like just shows Mike Myers having stupid superhuman strength mm-hmm. where he just crushes a dude's head with okay. his bare hands. It's like, oh, OK, this is what they're doing with this now. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that kind of continues on after that. So that's... I don't know. That one was notable to me. Like Halloween 1 feels kind of quaint. It's very basic. I get what he's going for, but I'm not... It's not like the same thing. Halloween 2 in the hospital. more of the same. More of the same. Yeah. There's some nice tits in it. I'll say that. Oh,
1: yeah. There were.
0: Uh, Halloween 3 was garbage. Halloween 4, I think, is... The one that I go towards,
1: uh, you know, of what I've seen, one, two, three, and uh, and twenty eighteen, I, I think twenty eighteen is the one that I get the most enjoyment out of. Yeah, um, you know, I, I recognize, look, you Halloween fans are absolute nut jobs, and I say that with uh, with peace and love. Uh, you know, you you know who you are, you know how you are. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna have to say twenty eighteen just because that, that feels it feels like a really cool. Uh, movie, and I like the aesthetic. Speaking of of Ohio, if you guys would like to help support Dustin, uh, our hard-fucking artist, uh, check out, in Columbus, Ohio, check out the Prince and Pints Volume 4 on August 14th. You get to hang out with Dustin, buy some of his artwork over there, and have a few beers. So, check it out. Again, that's Prince and Pints, and that's on the 14th of August. So, check it out.
0: Prince as in, like, printer, not Prince as in The artist formerly known as. Right. Um, Okay, moving on. Next call.
1: That's ominous. Was that the whole call? That was the whole call. Well, thank you for calling in, Satan. Satan
2: what the fuck is up guys this is rojo from the motherfucking punks back again it's wrong. You know, i'm over here i was listening to your your fucking uh nine Numb street 2 podcast uh it, it was all right it wasn't that good it, it, it is what it is you know i was just thinking i'm over here doing my nails and thinking about this movie and all the the gay shit you guys are talking about um You know, Bryce, he he doesn't really uh, sound like a guy that would be into horror movies and shit. And I, myself, I'm really starting to figure out that I'm not into horror movies myself anymore. And I I don't even know why I'm still a member of this fucking podcast, this Patreon. But this question is for Bryce over there. Why the fuck, how the fuck did you get into horror movies? He seems, You seem like one of the least horror movie person kind of guys, if that makes any fucking sense. Anyway, uh, keep doing what the fuck you're doing. Love you guys. This is Rojo from the motherfucking Bronx.
1: Every time I hear Rojo, I just, I just laugh. Mm -hmm. I can't help it. I'm, I, (laughs) what the fuck are you doing? Listen, watching horror movies.
3: You seem like, like, where's that coming from? What What does that mean? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Ugh. I have tears
0: in my eyes. Oh, man. Um, I feel attacked. Yeah. Um, but I can't say he's wrong. I mean, I guess the question is, what is a horror movie guy? And would you identify as one?
1: Yeah. What, yeah. Let's lay down. the Are uh, you a horror movie guy, David? Uh, no, I guess not. I, I guess not. I just run a horror movie podcast. Right. For the last three years. Yeah. And and uh, and watch them all the time but like if you're if you were to s- s- look at me I don't know maybe you'd think I was
0: I feel like you'd come off as more of a horror movie guy than me I mean you're wearing a mayhem shirt right now Yeah
1: but th- but I have no idea what that mean. like okay so so it's the way you look is that how what makes think you a horror movie it. guy I think that's part what? of it
0: I think that's part and like the tangential like the other hobbies like I feel like people into death metal um probably veer more people that are like into goth Mm. stuff
1: mayhem is black metal so just okay all right black
0: metal um probably veer more towards the horror genre yeah um so yeah i mean there's a type we we just talked about like the scene
1: i guess you know i i I, I
0: feel like yeah i would not fall into the scene i'm not into it Mm. but i i do like the horror movies that i like (laughs) See this is the thing is it's like I like movies. So I mean I think I think the original premise of the show I think we've been pretty clear of like we're not
1: it's not even necessarily that horror movies are
0: our favorite genre.
1: No. <laughs> That's my favorite genre, but like now it's a, it's reaching a bit of a point of like I've seen everything. Right. It's not like I I've not I haven't seen everything. I've just seen iterations of everything.
0: As with any genre,
1: the stuff that is done well, is amazing. And but it's also with you. fucked out. It's also yeah. becomes fucked out at some point. Like, I'll say this. If you head over to our Facebook group, the Horror Movie Talk Facebook group, you're going to see, um, you're going to see young men, young women, older men, older women, uh, decrepit men and women. You're going to see zimzers. You're going to see um, c- cute women. Uh, you're going to see ugly men. You're going to see everybody. And that just tells me, there is no any there is no look or no rhyme or reason. It's just what you enjoy. Right. Um, so, you know, don't you know, just, just, just you know, and then I've got just I'm going to take a moment to plug my new podcast because i have got a lot of people saying that that Billy Babyface Billy, who I'm doing hotline and advice podcast with is just another podcast. We've got like 25 episodes out now. Um, a lot of people are saying that Babyface Billy sounds a lot like Rojo from the Bronx. And I just want to dispel that myth uh, right now. They're not the same. They're not the same. Well, people.
0: it's like people that say, you know, all black people look alike. Yeah, it's rude. They just hear that Bronx Bronx accent. Right. And they're like, that must be Rojo.
1: Babyface is, is from the Bronx. Um, so, I mean, but there's so many people in the Bronx. You know, it's like.
0: And it's also confusing because his name is Babyface from the Bronx. Right. Well, so babyface
1: nice. Billy, yeah, but yeah. Anyway, so thanks for your call, Rojo. Good to hear you're not dead. Um, Rojo recently was killed. Somehow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so so uh, next
0: caller. All right. Yeah. I feel I feel attacked. Yeah. Well, he'll do that to you.
2: Hey, oh, this is Rojo from the Bronx calling back again. Um, I, I'm making it towards the end of this uh, Nightmare on Elm Street two. Episode, and I just gotta say, yeah, you know, I said that the I said that the the episode was all right. It wasn't that great before, but Bryce is really uh, he's winning me over with these one-liners because I'm pretty. It, it's safe to say everyone deserves the experience of fucking a girl once in their life. And he's killing me with these one-liners. He's making up for the rest of this podcast. And also, you guys are, are really turning into a PC podcast. Fuck you guys.
1: <laughs> Fuck you guys. Oh, right. Sorry. I don't know if you could accuse us of being a PC podcast after this episode, yeah. but uh, maybe. I don't know. Why?
6: Good morning, guys. This is James in Winston-Salem. I just found your podcast this morning, and clearly this satisfies my need for a new podcast to listen to for the next while, because it was awesome. And I just want to let you know that you guys have a new listener in North Carolina. was This was the Clover Lane episode that I listened to, and it was fabulous and by all means, key up for both you guys are great. And by all means have Kate back again. Her energy and her fun was awesome. I'll listen to her podcast after I finish catching up with you guys. But um you guys are all great and have a great day. Yeah, don't
0: wait to catch up on our podcast. Just listen to it in in uh in tandem. Yeah. Their, their podcast is great. And we loved Kate. And we're definitely gonna have them back again. Is it me or do do you when you hear Winston Salem, you just immediately think just everyone's smoking cigarettes.
1: Yeah, I. No, I didn't. I didn't. Just the entire. I think of Overwatch. There's a character on Overwatch named Winston. Oh. And he's a monkey.
0: Well, thank you so much for for being a new listener. I James, I really love it that you you listen to one episode and you you call us and let us know. That's like Yeah, that's That makes us salt have warm fuzzy.
1: Salt of the earth stuff here, James. And did you know that Kate, I believe, is also in North Carolina. So, you know, um, don't stalk her or anything. Uh, but uh but you know, maybe stalk her. Um, yeah. so uh yeah,
0: maybe just send him like a carton of cigarettes. We had a I know everyone in Winston-Salem must like just have a cabinet full of them
1: yeah probably we uh you know we had a huge response on uh, on having Kate on from Nightlight Horror Movie Club and uh and 10 Cloverfield Lane I I didn't realize it was going to be uh such a big response but uh but yeah check out that episode if you haven't yet that was the episode last week
2: hey what up boys hey I'm just curious do you think that Horror fans are the biggest crybabies slash most sensitive fans out of any genre oh, of like movies, it. and if so, why? Also, this is CJ from uh, Foxborough, Massachusetts. I like this All question.
1: I like this question. Thank you, CJ from Foxborough, Massachusetts. That's, this is a good question.
0: I think my answer is that is no. They're not um, I think maybe specifically Halloween fans are or at least virulently like opposed to any opposing opinions about like any non like um effusive opinions about uh Halloween, but no, I don't think um they can horror fans in general really compare to. Like some Snyder Bros, or people that are way too into Star Wars, and offended that there's any kind of changes okay. in those movies. Yeah.
1: See, I was going to disagree with you and say I did think horror movie fans are pretty big crybabies, but you know what? Actually, now now that I'm thinking about it, we have a whole community of people that are just just wonderful. So i i don't I don't think it would be doing them justice to basically be like. Throwing them under the bus and saying that I think you're right. Like there are definitely um, uh, seen seen people within within, you know, like Marvel, the Marvel community or the, the Star Wars community that are just really unbearable yeah um but i don't know because i'm not really in those communities i just hear a lot of buzz about like did did you see how they shoehorned in a lesbian kiss into this scene in star wars it's like exactly how can you give one shit
0: dude if you want to join like a pretty amusing subreddit join the uh movie circle jerk subreddit (laughs) it's great um yeah in terms of like um toxic fandoms um horror isn't anywhere near the top of the list like i feel like there's a lot of like very pragmatic they're like we like it because we we like it and they get like a lot of different levels of enjoyment out yeah. of the different types of movies and aren't like
1: pretentious about it well they're the most open-minded because they're, they want to be challenged right the horror movies are intended to be challenging. Right. Difficult, uncomfortable. There there is sometimes where there's
0: like a specific lane with subgenres to where they're pretty limited in their taste. Yeah.
1: Of like I like I didn't to, like it cuz there wasn't enough tits being stabbed. There wasn't enough eviscerations. I only got four eviscerations. Where are the rest of them? Yeah. So, you know, speaking of, of, uh, of good fans, I'd just like to say thank you to our most recent patrons. Um, we got Cat M. We got Glitter, our, our, our girl Glittercore. We got Giselle. We got David P. Sarge G. We got Dalian M. and Samuel R. Thank you guys from the bottom of our heart for, uh, you know, for supporting the show on Patreon.com uh slash horror movie talk you guys are the wind beneath our wings um you make me so happy to uh to be doing this podcast so um we appreciate you and uh, sorry if we're a little late on that we're just very
0: Did uh, do we get all of them did you get david p and dalian m
1: um i i don't uh i oh oh maybe let I me didn't. run down the list real quick yeah, just to make know, sure I we got all it again
0: so, Cat M, Glittercore, Gissel R, Nate, David P, Justin D, Sarge G. I love the name Sarge. Um, yeah, I got all those. Dalian M and Samuel yeah. R. Okay. Coolio. Well, I mean, you just got double your money's worth. You got thanked again. Um, uh, next
1: caller. We got two more calls. I'll suck your dick if you become a patron.
6: Hey, I forgot to mention that CJ Halloween was filmed in 20 days. The entire movie. Wow. And I'm, I'm buying one of your uh, horror movie cock red shirts. Those beautiful shirts. And uh, keep them burps coming, baby. Like, there's, there's no hate on them. Keep them coming.
1: What? What was that last part?
6: Keep those burps coming.
1: Oh. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think it offends a lot of people. I think it, I think it just outright makes people not listen to the show. Mm. I think they just turn it off. They just yeah. go, oh, I'm not listening to this. Yeah. Which is understandable. I can I can get it. Last caller?
6: Hey, Bryce and David. It's your boy, Jason. Uh, I have a weird question. And this a thought just occurred to me. You see... I'm curious, has there ever been a horror movie that you've watched and for some, like maybe it was just so fucked up or there was something that was just so disgusting in the movie that it kind of turned you off of eating a certain food for a while?
4: Mm
6: -hmm. Uh, A good example is me when I watched Texas Chainsaw for the first time. And as you guys know, I work for the meat uh, department and I eat a lot of fucking steak and stuff like that. And, uh yeah, when I watched Texas Chainsaw for the first time, I'm not going to lie, I was so disturbed by the movie and the fact that they were practically butchers in the beginning and then – or uh, slaughterhouse guys in the beginning. And then just watching everything, I don't know why it disturbed me so bad. Like, I got put off of steak for a long time. Well, not a long time, maybe, like, a month and a half.
1: Maybe, like, four or five. I minutes. just could
6: not eat steak without thinking of, like, how –
1: at least grossly two
6: disturbed I was watching Texas Chainsaw. But yeah, I, I can't wait to hear you guys' answers.
1: Um I'll go first That's I, pretty
0: specific. Yeah, like that's sp- a, a specific food that you're turned off from a horror movie.
1: I'll say this. I'm a man who enjoys eating hmm. more than most. Uh and I'll eat anything. Hmm. I'm not discriminatory in my food taste. Like it's like i'll give anything a try I
0: calamari don't... sushi ass
1: yeah oh yeah um all that and i've never i can't recall once in third grade i had a a young man from australia offer me vegemite and that wasn't uh pleasant um but it didn't bother me that much so i'm just so i'm just saying all this to let you know I'm not. I like food a lot, yeah. and you're not gonna. You're not gonna make. Right. I mean, as long as it's cooked well and it's and it's delicious, mm. I'll eat it. And you can't do much to to make me not want to eat it.
0: For so, me, no. um, after I watched the Human Centipede, it really turned me off on bung.
1: Yeah. No more bung. Yeah. Oh well, that's understandable. Um, I wonder if Tom Cruise would. Uh, he'd probably he'd probably be right there with you he's like you mm, yeah you david yeah yeah uh
0: no and also i can say like i thought the question was going to be was there any horror movie that just was too much that you turned it off and i don't think that's ever happened for me that it's only taken into old age where i'll just stop watching a movie there's it like it's taken me well into my late 30s before i'm just like it's not worth it finishing it like you before I'd just be like I'd muscle through everything that I was watching until the end but i i I don't do that anymore, but that's mostly just if I'm bored and not engaged in it. It's not that I'm offended by it
1: um i I did stop watching Caligula, um, really, yeah, at some point i it's just like, but why though, like what's the point of this?
0: Yeah, the first thing against it is it's just not a very good movie,
1: yeah, it's it doesn't earn anything. Like yeah. it's just like nasty. Yeah. Um, and yeah, when there was this giant wall, there's like this giant wall made of like twirling knives and shit and people like buried in the ground at, at certain levels and they're just getting chopped up as people watch like, ha ha ha. Yeah. I don't even like, remember
0: most of the stuff about Caligula. It feels like a fever dream.
1: And I was like, this is so such a nasty idea just for the sake of it being a nasty idea. Like, I didn't, like, that was just unpleasant, so I I just stopped. This is a fucking long episode. Yeah, it is. All right, well, that's the
0: last of our voicemails. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of War Movie Talk. Um, Please go to our Patreon page and consider supporting the show. Go to our sponsor, nightchannels.com, and also a special thanks to Dustin Goble for continuing to just churn out some great imagery for the podcast um
1: super special thanks to Elias um the the rainy forge no Uh, maybe I'm getting that incorrect let me let me double check but in any event Elias has been very very kind to us yeah and uh, and has supported us with his 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 money and his wallet and he wears our shirt around and just he's been a mensch so. even though
0: we've asked for you know support on every show, it always just blows my mind when anyone signs up as a patron yeah like it just it's it never it never ceases to amaze me that people are generous yeah. to to our little project here and we've gotten up to we're up to like eighty five
1: yeah and if Patrons. we get to a hundred, we'll do a, uh, a commentary track on a movie. And, and yeah, I was correct. Uh, the Rainy Forge Blacksmithy. So check him out. Check him out. Toss him uh, if you need some knives. You know, consider consider checking out his Etsy over there at, at uh, Rainy Forge. So other right. than that, y'all have a great day, great week, great month, great year. We love you. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye bye.
3: Looking for a podcast? Full of burps and gas, perverted cast, skinny and fat, look no further. Horror movie talk is accidentally funny, begs to donate money, fake sponsors for dummies, and so much more. New episodes every hump day, they'll pickle your dickle for foreplay patreon members have it your way vote for a movie every month for the review choppa chopper, don't just stare ready it, eat it like a taco put your tongue through the phone hoodie picasso look at them hot kids swearing not a pedo got me too with cosby eating jello pudding pops done gave bryce Flatulence, train addict, addict Dave doesn't give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oiling me up, daddy is dinner rubs. Ten Bryce Hansen. Look at them hot kids, Chris Henson. Masturbate with a crucifix, exorcist. Face huggers, chest bursters, alien. Linda Blair, Pete, no, Sigourney Weaver. I know it's true, cause it came from social media. Patrick Bateman, King can't understand you, I can't understand stab you to death him. for rotten apple reviews, <laughs> opinionated podcaster with a doctorate, spook, allergy, doctor what philosophy, bad gastritis, necolostomy, Turn patreons into human centipedes, David Doobie Day, scaring no no expert, and go fucks hard, professional sexpert, after pods, taglines, and porno flicks. American Psycho, them guys pretty sick. Chopper chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie, Picasso. Look at them hot kids, swear, not a pedo. Got me too when Cosby, eating Jello. Pudding pop pops done, Gabe Bryce, flatulence. Train addict, addict Dave doesn't give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner, Rob's nothing good, hell. Happens in the woods. Ever. Always get more than you bargain for. Got a pickle to dickle. Machines take old bitties. Take old bitties. Call on the phone. Ain't no Vancouver, Portland, Oregon and organs. Corona. COVID, curse, Lorona Green River Killer, because, reasons, hallway of poop monster, kids, screaming, it's your ordinary dingleberry itinerary, 30 days shudder and jump scares, ain't fucking scary, time for the spoilers with jokes and tropes, use their white socks to catch their loads, to show one titty, pretty. Paganism you should worship They teflon dicks Pacific Northwest Let them see one breast Shifty ass, they spooky Poor man's digress I digress Bugsy HMT Horror movie talk Hold on, they don't like Halloween Fuck
4: them I will suck your dick I will suck
2: your fucking dick. I will do it. Just join my team.